Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stand Up Tragedy Podcast. My name's Dave, and I'm your host. Today, we bring you the second of three recordings from our Tragic Heroes live event at the Dog Star in Brixton on Friday, the 21st of March. Act three will come out on Monday, the 7th of April, so listen out for that. Comedy, some spoken word, and all sorts of other things, and it's all about tragic topics but some of it will be funny because we want to make you cry until you laugh and laugh until you cry that's the, the kind of vibe we're going for tonight the theme is tragic heroes so i mean from greek heroes to superheroes from kings and queens to working class heroes from the archetypal to the personal heroes tonight is about celebrating the people at the center of the tragedy the humans and the ideas of humans that form. We're sad to say that we lost some of the brilliant set that the Worry Dolls performed for us due to a computer-related tragedy. We'll be reformatting our hard disks before our next show and we're very sorry for the loss, but we've still got enough to give you more than a taste of what you missed and what you missed was exceptionally good. So here's Act 2, Tragic Heroes. To start off by uh, damning myself with faint praise, I'm quite a good songwriter, but I'm a terrible guitar player, which is my tragic flaw as a songwriter. Uh, and, and now I'm going to share my flaws with you, because that's what I like to do. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, this song, the other thing that's tragic about this song, is that coming through? The other thing that's uh, tragic about this song is I used to do it uh, with a 14 piece band. Now it's just me. Now it's just me. Although, trivia fact, uh, that band included a sound engineer who was a member of that band, so he's the sound engineer tonight. So, in a way, it's still... It's not, I'm not alone as I would have been. Uh, right. Okay, so this song is called Hero. Uh, that's why I'm playing it. It's a cold day for a filthy habit Ever I take, I can't leave this planet It's a cold, cold, cold day and I just cannot stand it I need to get myself a proper habit Someone else, where are you? Where are you? Where are you now? When I want you to be someone else, I looked for you, I couldn't find you. Where are you now? When I want you to be someone else, you always knew what to do. Where are you now? When I want you to be someone else, so I am confused, I am I never 
And I don't know why I'm talking about myself. This isn't about me. I'm not my hero. So, so I, I'm not, I, should, I should talk about. I should talk about what I'm going to. Do. That's um. Well, back to where I started. I sort of yeah, yeah, oops, yeah, oops. I should have had that cup in. I didn't have time. I lost an hour somewhere today, so I was a little bit late. I'm not saying that's anything you should buy. I'm not saying that. Responsibility. Hang on, I just want to test it because we are quite pretty gloomy here. Quickly done, isn't it? And then it's gone, and then the atmosphere falls again. But we seem to have the memory, don't we, of that? It happened for a moment. No, sorry, I should get on. I don't have very much time, and I'm just so distracted by lovely, smiley faces looking, looking rather confused, actually. But that's all right, we'll get on with um, the one. So, the reason I'm here, um, you're probably wondering, I'm wondering why I'm here. But the reason I'm here is um, that, well, I, I was asked to talk about my hero, and um, I'm Essentially, it's my, my brother, is my hero. Um, he was just wonderful. Um, I'll give it away straight away. The tragedy is that he's dead. That's, that's, it's done. It's, he's gone. Um, that's the tragedy of it. And we'll just sort of, we just, we just keep going, don't we? We just sort of go on through it. So, yeah, I feel like I'm going to let that. But let me tell you about him. Can I? Can I tell you about him just a little bit? Because I don't, I don't talk about him very much because this is what happens. But then I, so I, well, what? Because I was asked to, to come, I thought one of the things that perhaps you, you know, and I, so I'm I'm not a terribly brilliant person, and 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 Hugo was a terribly brilliant person, um, and he was just so exciting, and I don't know if I should maybe because I'm going to read, but perhaps for my fact, I I'll just tell you one one. So I remember when we were very small, he was ever so adventurous. We um we were reading. Have any of you read Winnie the Pooh? Yes. Yes, that was a safe question, wasn't it? Um, and um. We were reading the, the story and then he goes to the North Pole and um, he said, Oh let's go, you know, let's do that, let's go to the North Pole and off we off we went. And we were living in Athens at the time, so we knew it was an awful long way away. Um, and we packed extra bread rolls and off we set. Um up the room. we were very small, we were terribly young. My father was a diplomatic, we weren't in Athens on holiday, it wasn't a sort of random, we weren't just abandoned there. We were um uh, we were we were at home, we were living there running around and off so off we set um, and um, we it just it was just so that was fun. And um, we we were found much, much later um, and one of the reasons why Hugo is is a hero of mine is because he deals with those situations so terribly well. Um, we were you we were in an awful lot of trouble. We shouldn't have been out and about in um, in the in the big city and he just he just said um, he said um, it's the old pair, she left us. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Just awful. Um, and my parents didn't ask too much more because I think they were looking for an excuse to get rid of her. She's absolutely useless, so she disappeared. You know, but I would never have been able to deal with it quite in the way that he did. And he was, he was an awful lot more alive than, than I was. And that was something that I, think that I always admired and I, and I wanted. And it's something that, that I miss um, since he's not here anymore. And, and um, I have been trying to come out of my shell a little bit, which is why I'm been starting to do a, I put together a show, we probably don't believe it, but I have, I put together a whole hour. Um, I mean, I don't want to oversell it, it's not, I mean, do want to say it, it's not many people came last year, but um, I've been trying to say, well, perhaps, you know, with this, because he was so, he was so lively, and he was so, he just sort of, went I mean, this is what I'm doing, he was just old enough to, to get AIDS before anybody knew what it was, and, um, you know, it was all jolly quick, um, but um, I think, you know, in a way, 
he, he grasped life in a way that I haven't done, and, and, and certainly not since, since you know, I think I shrank back into my shell a little bit. So I, I wrote a, a poem, and it's not... Oh my God, I feel like so... But I, I think I, I'm going to read it, and it's, it's an awful lot more serious than most of my poetry, but... Um, I'll, just, I'll read it, then I'll go, and then you'll... And then you don't have to react in any way. You just sort of get on with what I say, oh, I just read it. And then we, and you, and I'll go. And then go. It's called Who Goes There? Or Who Goes There, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to call it um, The Short Road to Heaven, but I thought that was a little bit mawkish. Um, and I don't believe in heaven anyway. Um, I like to think Hugo Steve's just recycling around the world <laughs> in the way that perhaps we're all breathing him in right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be awful, wouldn't it? Um, to get that, doesn't matter. Um, here we are, so, um, who goes there? Who goes, who, who goes there? <laughs> who goes there? Who's that up ahead? The mist blurs your face, masks your scars, hides your haste. But I feel your impatience, brother mine, I feel the waste. You flashed ahead of me like a flare and lit up my life. So who goes there? Who's that up ahead? Where's the fun that you found? Where the mischief you chased, hunted down underground, wrinkled out, put your hand on, before you turn around and say, Come, Sam, drink your share. Who goes there? Who's that up ahead with his feet in the clouds and his face in the air? You picked up your life in both hands and said, look how distant. Then it picked you. And it sucked your blood and left you shriveled. Is it what you would have wanted? I was too slow to ask, but don't think I didn't care. Who goes there? Let's find the fun, you said. And I'm looking, I've started looking. But it's hard, you go. So who goes? You go, you go first. And make it fun for when I come. That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. reference, nobody else will get that. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, yes, our next performer, you can find him on Twitter, at a real Lee Nelson, because he does get mistaken for the other Lee, Lee Nelson. He isn't the comedian Lee Nelson, thank fuck. Uh, here's the poet, uh, Lee Nelson. Put your hands together for Lee Nelson! It's a trial. Okay, I searched for the hero in, inside myself and, and until I found uh, the key to my life, as I believe <laughs> Heather Small did a number of years ago, two Olympics ago at least. 
Um, and it turned out that the key to my life wasn't me, it was other, other people. So, uh, so this is for them. It was about this time, 22 years ago, your mother still spoke to you as though you were a child. Your granddad's not doing very well. That one word in the present continuous provides the context, implies the previous decades, which is off the video, activates the memory. That time in Bournemouth, the only one of those summer family fortnights that you remember, the one seven-year-old fit of laughter that just won't stop laughing until you were sick, laughing some more, because of him. Laughter followed him like his lap-addicted dog. You remember the last Christmas before the illness, when he uh, took four cousins to the brink of suffocation, leaving no room to breathe between cackles. He was there on the floor, one of you, more excited about electrics than you were, changing the rules of the game. Always living, he played and sang as and when he wanted, and his rare spirit, untamed by his work, was the heating in his house. If you wanted to share the warmth, just cast off your card in and clap along. You were about ten when you were told to let Grandad sit. He never sat when you went round on a Sunday, he had jobs to do. He was a car, a horse, a spaceship, and he wrote the jokes you told in the playground on Monday. No, let him sit. He's been to the doctors. Is he hurt? No, he just needs to sit. And he didn't want to, and he made that clear, but he, but he didn't not sit. And what's the point, he thought, of Buck Rogers without the action? He'd been to the doctors with chest pain and shortness of breath, and the doctor told him to give up the rollies just like that, so he did. In one day, it's willpower. They all said it was. Now, just, just love. See that from here, looking back. He loved that life and wanted it to go on for as long as it's possible. Or, or actually, maybe fear, too. But he gave up really quick, just like that, in one day. It's willpower. Why? You asked. Too late. Emphysema had him. No more holidays. He couldn't stay in the car that long. No more car. He could no longer drive. No work. No play. No singing. No dancing. He couldn't even wash up. You saw him do it. From here, you can see that. You saw him. You watched him sit down inside his body and switch off. He gave up really quick, just like that, in one day. His body had betrayed him, and why would he look after a quizling? Lack of oxygen robbed him of his voice and memory. Strokes ran page through the unoccupied rooms of his flesh. He curled up under the stairs, hugging tight the knees of his soul. Your granddad's not doing very well. You should go and see him. You hated the home, but everyone was going. Your family sat round the bed. The bed held a skinny white piss take of his nut roundness. The eyes still steely blue, no longer ultramarine. The cheeks met between bald gum. And everyone had a go. You sat on the bed, held the cold hand, hugged the tense neck, kissed the flaccid face, remembered, sniffed. Wondered if all the times you told God that you hated him was why he kept your granddad alive. This time, 20 years ago, you were visiting, hungry. Your mother spoke to you as though she were a child, delivering a message. Go around and see your nap. The telly got very loud. The old cat stretched on your lap. A tight smile, a tear. What are you meant to do? Okay, so that's the first piece. So that's the death of, of my grandfather there, uh, gorgeously explored by me. Um, <laughs> and subsequent to that, I've got to explore my own 
I did a thing where someone said, imagine the death that you would like to have. So here we go. This is called Quotidian, which is a dreadful pun, and if anyone's tossy enough to get it, you can finish my pint. <laughs> what a gift. There's nothing here, but it's light, white and spacious, the sort of place where falling over looks like it might be easy, but it turns out to be impossible. Go on, try it, you can't. Flatlessness and quiet, but not silent, comfortable. And I'm waiting, no, I'm not really bothered. In the pale, things fade in, like the fog is receding, or from the left, like a Quantel paint box wipe on swap shop, if you're old enough. And that's appropriate for the next figure that fades in. Next, first, not sure, doesn't matter. Far away off and ambling across, confident and calm. He's got the walk of an athlete. The shoulders follow the swing of the legs, and he's he, he diffident, he's, in, he's embarrassed, but there's, but there's some, something. His smile shows it, he's sort of shy. He's tall, brown-skinned, and his hair is... I remember him. I know him. Throwing a discus on the back of my Eagle comic in 1982, two years before his LA triumph in UK regulation, white singlet and shorts, with the red, white and blue ribbons either side of the number on his chest, in his pomp, at his peak, the supreme athlete. And he's British. Death has manifested in the form of Daley Thompson. <laughs> He knows I've recognised him, and so he finally looks up and he gives me that whopping grin that you remember. And you can't believe he got this job, no matter how many times he does this, no matter whom for. He loves it. He's so powerfully pleased to be doing this. If you had any doubts about this, about, about any of it, about him, that bright, blithe bee would beam them all away. There's a little shrug as I, as I stare a little, and the grin goes wonky. He, he is embarrassed. <laughs> but only because he knows he's showing his feelings so openly and purely and he's a sportsman. So I look right in his eyes and I return the grin best as I can. No need to worry daily, I'm up for this too, I reckon it's going to be brilliant. And I remember you, I trust you, I might have gone in for sports if a few more of them have been like you. So let's do it. Are you ready? I've been in training for a while. Well, there's the blocks and there's the course. Will it hurt? Only until you break through and then you won't want to stop ever. Even if you could, you wouldn't. So I just run in a straight line. As fast as I can. As fast as you can. You can't fall over. I know that. He claps me on the shoulder and he turns to walk away. <laughs> Ready, set, go. In your own time. A grin over the shoulder and he turns away again and I watch him for a bit. See him stretch a hamstring. Bounce on his toes. He's eager and, and there was envy in that shrug. I turn my face to the front. I start to run. I can run so very fast now and I can't fall over and my hair whips back and tickles my neck and I haven't had long hair for... And that's that. Now, we had somebody earlier tributing their father, and so I'm, I'm going to rip her off. <laughs> okay, final piece. This was a commission, would you believe, by a huge ginger bloke that some of you might be aware of. Um, and he commissioned poems about prime numbers. Now, as you may or may not be aware, a prime number is a number that is divisible only by itself and, and by one. And at the time, well, anyway, it's all in here. It's all in here. Are you ready? It's called 97. 
This one's called 97. Well, just because it had to be a poem seeking truth, seeking essence, seeking quiddity, a simple rooted thing possessed of indivisibility made only of itself and one who's no longer here with me. It's in the 97 times that he showed me he was pleased with me. My efforts met the standards that he set for me instinctively. A grin would split that face. It beamed out solidly, paternally, brought beneficences rare and fine, both psychic and fiduciary. Or the 97 times we fell out socio-politically, positions at the outset were opposed diametrically, then as the team progressed, or he would shift his viewpoint gradually till he's poking you with the point that you had made originally. But... As in the May of 97, something changed things irrevocably and so things that bring you joy betray you criminally and casually and the tears of wild triumph after three terms end so bitterly so the personal, political can be pretty shitty similarly. About three years ago or so, he had a routine bit of surgery but something wasn't right and then a phone call came nocturnally and unshadowed me on darkness. You just sit there with the family and wait 97 hours for the news you hope will set you. Sometimes when I tell them this, the people ask concernedly, does not their failure to cause you to seek retribution legally to those who seek to calculate a human cost statistically? I say the numbers tell you nothing. The whole thing is just a lottery. And then at 0697, there the clock it runs nonsensically. They took him to the place where they would care for him intensively, and there I gripped some hands and sh- some necks and just stared pensively as 97 sides got drowned in cheap and cheerful cups of tea. Then comes the tide of wandering, it ebbs and flows like lunacy, a swelling now receding thing that's messing with me mentally, his BPM's gone sky high, his blood pressure's dropping dangerously, he speaks in a lost tongue about the things only the dying see. Comes round for a while, he's a Trauma scarred on entity, he's visited by everyone and everyone just looks and flees. He doesn't know their faces, doesn't even know my mum or me. My brother holds cold hands and says he'll take what he can get, not me. So, so there's 97 weeks of this foul raises edge uncertainty and then the bastard goes and dies, well, finally, bodily. Because though I'll say it here, I still won't share it with the family as far as I'm concerned. He went when he first lost his memory. Then 97 people stand and murmur helpful pleasantries. His eldest son, I am the one to deliver the eulogy. And almost without thinking, well, the words, they come right readily. We send him where he's going with his music and with dignity. Then Richard Jones, he rings me up, commissioning some poetry. He's a great big ginger love god known to cogitate tangentially. He wants poems on prime numbers and... Well, I might as well be cheese or trees, because at that moment, all that I can write about is this. See? So, 67 would have done, the year they promised matrimonially, or even 89, the year I went my own way psychically, but 97's what I've got. It doesn't mean a lot to me, except for fucking Tony Blair. I speak his name, but grudgingly. But one man lit a spark and helped me find my singularity. So if you've suffered through this piece in A, 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 rhyme scheme agony, (laughs) and you're looking for its beating heart, that indivisibility, it's dad, this one's for you, because I miss you fucking horribly.
Okay, so our next uh, performers are, well, it's another music act actually. Tonight's got a lot of music in it, which is quite rare for Sound of Tragedy, but that's great uh, from my point of view. So uh, they might want to come and start setting up, I feel, as I'm introducing them. Uh, that's just because it's going to take them a while to set up, if, I believe, if I'm right. Um, be uh, before I introduce them properly, I should say, I feel like everything should rhyme in an AA, an APBA, whatever, rhyming schemes now, uh, but it doesn't. But uh, anyway, uh, I should say that Lee, uh, he hosts Utter Luton, which happens in Luton. If you're ever in Luton, you should check that out. Uh, he's also going to be involved in Utter Mini Ed Fringe, which is an all-dayer uh, at the Star of Kings on the 6th of April. He'll be doing Scatter th uh, Theory with another friend of Sunlight Tragedy, James Mackay. Uh, that's going to be a great day all together. There's Richard Tyrone Jones is going to be there. He's there. If you meet him tonight, I'm sure he'll give you a flyer. But there's also flyers on the table as well, so you should check them out too. Oh, huh? I'm on in June in Luton, that's true. I'm going to be doing poetry. Yeah. Uh, right. So I should introduce the people who are on the stage with me. See, that seems to rhyme, that kind of rhyme scheme there. Uh, so this is the Worry Dolls. So put your hands together for the Worry Dolls. Uh, you can find them at www.worrydollsmusic.com. Um, how are you doing? Do I need to be oh, awkward? They might sound happy, but they're actually not. Sounds not murder. It's about love gone wrong. This part 
another mouthful This torture it has to when I see The blade clenched in my fist And draw it to your finish on because sometimes we have a laugh and you know we, we play Oliver and then we have to play Darling and it's like happy and sad so uh, this is potentially the saddest song we will probably ever write hopefully hopefully you can't get any more sad than this song is last song we're going to play you is on that EP. It's a bit more epic, it's got like drums and it gets really epic at the end. It's kind of, you have to imagine that. <laughs> so this is kind of about saying goodbye for the last time I think.
with some tragedy by friending us on Facebook or following us on Twitter go. where we're at Stand Up for Tragedy. Our website is www.standuptragedy.co.uk and we're it's back with go. another live night of Tragic Variety on Thursday the 10th of April where we'll be exploring tragic martyrs and the happiness. And for now, the tragedy is This podcast was produced by me and was recorded by Stephen Harvey with music from Samuel Wilkinson and George Buffett.